the future. A relentless, desperate wasteland ravaged by nuclear war. With the destruction of the internet and search engines such as Google, accurate information about the past is traded like currency. Two brave travelers are commissioned with the dangerous task of going back through time to gather as much information as they can to find out about the late 20th and early 21st centuries in hopes that a future society may rebuild what was lost and avoid the horror of a smoldering radioactive planet. But there is a catch. The travelers journey back across eons of time is a one-way trip, leaving them stranded in the past. There's no way to communicate their findings to the future other than burying reinforced time capsules in the ground. In the hopes that one day recordings such as these will be unearthed to provide a glimpse of the world that once was. This is the mission of the crispy coated robots. And it must succeed. Hey, it's Jim. And it's Joseph. <laughs> wow. Selling, uh, sounding very effeminate there. Hi, friends. <laughs> Hi there. How, how you doing? He's how wearing a sweater. Today? He's wearing a button-up sweater today. He's I, will be, uh, be, I will be performing the role of George. Uh, <laughs> and welcome to Crispy Coat of Robots, folks. It is episode 146. What? Uh, 146. Crazy. Yes, it is. It is that <laughs> this has been allowed to happen uh, for 146 <laughs> episodes uh, today. Uh, interesting topics. I, I will say, uh, first of all, best potato scene in a film. Uh, that's going to be fun. Oh yeah. Uh, and then we also have tis the season movies set during the holidays but not actually featuring the holidays probably the longest title we we've ever had so they're they're holiday movies or or the the story takes place during the holidays yeah time, i yeah. guess there's some pretty dark stuff that happens in these things and you're, to you're get correct. us in the mood uh we've got something from tom and caitlin really Hey, can I do a shout out to Caitlin real quick? Oh, they're not gonna. That's all they're gonna play. Oh, wow. we own, we you. own that song. That's actually a song that Jim wrote. Yeah, that's that, right. Uh, uh, Joseph and I perform on. Yes, very um, nice stuff. So, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from 2020. Uh, so if there was ever a song to get you out of the Christmas spirit, uh, <laughs> that is the song. <laughs> oh wait, this is yeah. This is the version everybody loves. Yes, that's the loud version. Thank you and good night. Oh, there we go. <laughs> There's everything that happens to that song. It's like farting and oh man, it's yeah. you gotta listen to it. <laughs> hey, you can go okay. to you go to Spotify and listen to Sing a Christmas Special song. Fart, fart solo there from EPB, <laughs> which is uh, available for you to stream. There's a t- 20 different versions of yes. that song. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, uh Joseph, uh he was an original member, uh, and Jim and his brother George and me and 
uh gosh um jason uh, yes. likes yeah. into the show often uh who else was in that elastic plastic band lumpy uh stinky uh there's a couple yeah. other members that yeah. we don't remember so yeah no that's but that's, right. that's probably about it so yeah uh, I think thank you george T- tj was in it but i don't i don't know that he played anything did he, he play played the, he played the wind blocks he played the blocks oh, okay. he had a harmonica so I was right that, we turned out okay. his microphone but he did have a harmonica one time and <laughs> electric kazoo which was he plugged in his jam box and he had the microphone and he just kind of yeah he got booed one time doing the stars but he tried to do the J- uh, jimmy uh hendrick star spangled banner Ooh. like a camp and just booed savagely oh yeah oh yeah people uh, did okay. no no more no joseph more. and i were cracking up big time <laughs> y'all were the ones y'all were the ones booing and probably yes, we were so. we started we started the round of booze <laughs> all right all right okay, so let's before get all to this it. mess wait 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 before all this mess i just gotta say I want to give a shout out to Caitlin because, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. because you know, I've been like reading the uh, little excerpts for each episode and uh, she's been doing a great job. She's been uh, killing it. And she, she has been doing a very, great job. She also got and, a nice pair look, of glasses too. She's uh, looking very <laughs> um, elfish. Yeah. Uh, she's the tallest elf I've ever seen uh, being yes. six foot, but uh uh, she actually makes Tom look like an elf. Uh, but oh, yeah, wow. yeah, she's uh, our our I guess Tom's intern, our intern's intern. Uh, but uh, yeah, she does the show um, intermission and uh, the write ups. So yeah, good job, okay. good job, Caitlin. So let's Bravo. move on now. Let's go ahead and start with best potato scene number five. Joseph, like them French fried potatoes. <laughs> just just stop it right there you're giving away my list <laughs> just stop it <laughs> uh okay so we're doing potatoes okay uh so mine comes from the 2016 raunchy animated comedy called sausage party oh uh, yeah and so uh this is this particular scene is where all the the food the vegetables uh are super excited to to finally get to go home and leave the, the the supermarket and they get there and the potato gets pulled out there and he's all happy because he's getting a bath in the sink and she pulls out the peeler and when she starts scraping it it's like pulling off his skin he is screaming to death it's absolutely a sick twisted scene that is very funny about a potato so there you my, go my number four my Whoa, nice. so it makes the canister folks very nice <laughs> so george, george you're up five. Oh, i'm sorry uh yeah that's how we do it here yes I forgot sorry uh so this is often cited as the precursor of what we've come to know as gross out movie or trends uh with that this is john belushi as bluto in national lampoon's 1978 animal house directed number by two. john landis okay go ahead jim no no i mean no go ahead I, I mean it's very simple he puts mashed potatoes in his mouth and just does the personation of a zit so he is uh the the scene is at a campus dining hall college campus dining hall and like jim said puts in the mashed potatoes puffs his cheeks out and at the fraternity rivals and then spews this mess like a like a pimple and uh so- see if you can oh. guess but I am now. I'm a zit. Get it? Yes. Yes. Imitated, but never, never the same. As, as that <laughs> this is uh, George. This is my number four. 
Oh, wow. Big four switch off. Number four That's switch right. off. <laughs> well, anything to add, drop. Joseph. Number four switch off. No, I mean, this, this, this is the classic scene. You are a PIG. So there you go. Very nice. All right. Well, on to my number five, which comes from uh, a movie that couldn't be made today in my scene includes Kevin Klein as the dastardly auto and Michael Kalen and Palin as the stuttering Ken, which they probably would never be able to do in a movie these days. But uh, Ken has a stuttering problem. So we have this kind of whole interrogation with Otto trying to get uh, what was in Wanda, which was a jewel, a diamond or whatever. And um, or the, the key to the money they robbed. So trying to get the key. So he's uh, got Michael Palin's character tied up and he's eating fish in front of him uh, straight out of the uh uh, yeah, fish tank, and then also yeah. to add uh, insult to injury, he's got some. Uh, he says, "What goes good with fish? Chips." So he grabs some French fries, which are English chips, and starts as he's uh, interrogating him, starts putting the uh, French fries in his nose with ketchup, causing him to seriously have a, uh, you know, inability to breathe. So you have this comic scene with the uh, auto, which you know, I don't, I th- Kevin Klein playing auto is really the only guy who can get away with that bad of a character that <laughs> just the way he played it so comically. Yes. But uh, I do remember this scene. It kind of grossed me out. But if I think about French fries, it's the first scene that comes to my mind. So my number five is a fish called Wanda. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. All right. So number five, dark, our best Christmas movie that took place at Christmas, but doesn't feature the holidays. Uh, Joseph. So this is, uh, I think like most of mine are sort of under the same genre, which is dark comedy film. <laughs> you know, that's what they're labeled as. Uh, and this, I've mentioned this movie before. It really is such a quirky movie. Did terrible at the box office, but I enjoy it uh, because it is so quirky. Uh, I'm talking about 1994's Mixed Nuts. Uh, And I say that this is sort of an off-brand one because it takes place during Christmas Eve. Uh, It's about a a group of people of sort of a little bit of misfits that all work at this, this suicide hotline. And they sort of get together on Christmas Eve night and there's an actual uh, murder that happens in this uh, is played off with great comedy in it. It's just really wonderful. It has Steve Martin in it, Madeline Kahn, uh, Rita Wilson, uh, Gary Shandling, uh, and, uh, you know, it has Rob Reiner, Julia Lewis, Adam Sandler, you know, uh, so it has, it has all these wonderful actors in it and all that. It, it has a Christmas background and all that. But truly, it's a it's just it's just sort of this dark, quirky thing. So there you go, mixed nuts. Very nice. Uh, I think the way we look at this is: does the movie work if you if you don't focus on the holiday? And and a lot of these do because I think that would work. Uh, the idea of it, even without any holiday uh, injection in it. Right. Uh, and mine, um, it's a lot more fun. They, the, the holiday element of these things make it a lot more fun. Uh, and this is true of my 1983 trading places. Dan Aykroyd is an executive, Lewis Winthorpe, the third, and Eddie Murphy is this hustler, street smart hustler, Billy Ray Valentine. Uh, and they switch places. Uh, the two rich brothers, 
around Christmas time. They, they have a bet um, to see how each man can well handle their circumstances. It's the classic uh, causality versus, you know, a person's nature. Um, and uh, what, what are the brothers names guys? The Dukes, the Dukes, right. The greatest scene in that movie is when they give the Christmas bonus to the, uh, to the Butler and give him a $5 bill. Yes. He goes, yeah. thanks. I can go to the movies by myself. And the greatest <laughs> line from Don Amici is half of that's from me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, this is set during the holidays and Dan Aykroyd even ends up uh, through the kind of the last part of the film in a dirty Santa Claus suit. Uh, so that is my number five is trading places. And then, of course, the great actor we know now is Giancarlo Esposito, who was in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and stuff. He is a very minor part in the uh, prison scene with mm. Eddie Murphy. He's just like sitting there looking, I'm a karate man. <laughs> that whole scene, he is yeah. just an extra just watching him. So, uh, yeah, definitely a great choice, George, for trading places. My number five, five is uh, 40 Stories of Sheer, Sheer Adventure. I'm talking about the Christmas movie that goes on to debate. Is it an actual Christmas movie or not? I'm talking about Die Hard from 1988, where, of course, the Nakatomi Plaza's uh, Christmas party gets invaded by terrorists. And uh, Bruce Willis visiting from uh, New York to L.A. is having a tough time getting along. So he, he uh, takes off his shoes to relax. And, of course, all the gunfire happens and he runs up to the uh, one of the top floors and diffuses all the uh, terrorists as we have christmas in the background you know throughout the thing we have actually have christmas used as a weapon too with the um, the, the taping of the gun at the end of the film and also the great scene where he kills his first terrorist and comes down the uh, uh the uh elevator with writing on a shirt saying ho 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 now i have a machine gun so this is my this is my number two all so, right yes this is and my number two. Like many great Christmas movies, isn't it about overcoming obstacles so you can <laughs> spend the Christmas season with the ones you love? Isn't that what the theme of this this is really? Forget all the the German terrorists and all that. It's it's about reuniting with those you love during the holidays. Right? Your love, that's right. You're well, strange. You family. know, this is uh he the great thing about this is that before any of you know, the, the chaos happens. He's really dreading going to a company Christmas party. Uh, and it says so much about, you know, the psychology of, of being married and having to have the obligation of going to your spouse's, you know, uh, Christmas party that you don't really know anyone. You really don't like the people she works with. I think all that's in there really sort of sets up for this great kind of, it's it's not a red herring, I would say, but if you've never seen the movie before, you don't you don't know what you're expecting, or whatever. It really sort of comes out of left field because you're thinking, oh, this could be a movie in itself, where yeah. you know, like like the whole experience of this guy just dreading going to his wife's, you know, company Christmas party. So uh, honestly, awesome. I've I've been to my spouse's Christmas events at her work. And I think I would take uh, the New York cop, John McClane. I think he got off easy uh, by not having to go to the party. I think he, he lucked out in this one, to be honest. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number five. Love you, baby. Sorry. Die Hard is in. We're on to number four. Potato scene. Joseph. Uh, that'd be uh, Animal House. All right. George, number four. 
Sausage Party. Oh, wow. That's right. Number four, Switch Off. My number four is from a very, you know, this is a guilty pleasure. I watch it when it comes on. You guys are going to laugh. But the Eddie Murphy movie, Daddy Daycare, had some good scenes to it with uh, Jeff Garland in it, too, and Steve's on. There's one great scene, I think, when they are, they're trying to um, kind of uh, ruin their fundraiser. They have a big bowl of potato salad, and Angelica Houston and her minion uh, put a whole bunch of roaches into it. And they have the, the actor, I forget his name. I think it's his Jonathan Katz, who played Dr. Katz all those years, that squiggly lied cartoon that was on um, yeah. Comedy yeah. Central. He's like, oh, the potato salad looks awesome, of course. And they open it up and all these roaches fly out. So all to the tune of Cheap Trick Surrender, because Cheap Trick is playing at their event. So my number four selection is the potato salad with roaches from Daddy Daycare. On nice. Now, yeah. Number four. Uh, movie for you, Christmas movie, dark Christmas movie, Christmas movie that doesn't feature Christmas, Joseph. Uh, this is 2015's The Night Before. Uh, another sort of comedy. It has, uh, you know, uh, Seth Rogen in it. It has, uh, oh, who is it? Anthony uh, Mackie. And uh, it has uh, Gordon, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, in it, and it's about these these friends that you know have been high school friends forever. They sort of bonded. They start to create this tradition, but it sort of shows how they all fall apart. Uh, and it's it, you know Christmas is in the background and all that, but it's more or less just this this film about how sometimes people sort of drift apart. You know, they they have this bonding, but then they start to realize that that's all they really have in common anymore that they've all sort of changed and all that. It has some really great comical parts to it, but it sort of ends on this somber note uh, where, you know, they, one has to admit that he has a drug problem. You know, the other one has to deal with, you know, realizing that he's, he's going to be a father and he's not really sure if, you know, He's cut out to be a father. So uh, I really enjoyed it, but it's not a, it's not your traditional movie. It's almost like a, a movie for people that don't like Christmas. So there you go. All right. The night before George, what is your number four? So this is Stanley Kubrick's final full film. I know he was working with uh, Spielberg on AI, but this is his final film in 1999 eyes wide shut. And this is Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise and this just crazy unsettling journey through the erotic underworld. Uh, and there's throughout it, there's always these holiday lights shining through windows and Christmas trees in the background. They, they never really focus on the holiday or anything, but it just gets sleazier and sleazier uh, until we have that jim's favorite scene uh at the party there uh but at the best part it ends at uh fao schwartz the biggest toy store in the world uh where uh, he uh tom cruise and nicole kidman kind of resolved their differences so have you gentlemen seen this movie yes oh it's it's, it's very it's, creepy my my wife loves this movie she loves it but she cannot stand the ending she's like wait that's it that's it. No, there's got to be more. I remember they her getting very retribution upset. or what? 
I think she just wanted something more than the the final line of Nicole Kidman, you know, like where they go from here, because he confesses what he's been up to and all that. And she just sort of easily forgives him, you know, and he's like, well, what do we do next? And then there's a one word response, which we cannot say because this is a family program. (laughs) There you go. Well, it's the phrase originally it was going to be eat potato soup. Uh, they, they changed it. <laughs> they changed uh, it. Yeah. Kubrick <laughs> changed it at the end, but uh, yeah. <laughs> which could have doubles our potato scene. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, my number five, a Christmas movie directed by Bob Clark. Nope. Not the one you're thinking about from 1974. It is black Christmas starring uh, Olivia Hussey, Margot Kidder and cure delay. Um, I, I couldn't watch this as a kid. The commercial scared me. Finally watched it a couple years ago and it is really a well-made thriller. Uh, I it could take place at any time. I mean, basically the killer is suffocating people in the house <laughs> where the, uh, sorority group is staying for the break and just a creepy phone call. You know, that, that just, that just creeped me out. Perfect. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> of course, they never <laughs> hung up the phone like right away. <laughs> Who is this? Who are you calling from? <laughs> but um, it's a uh, really uh, it's has a lot more suspense for a um, slasher movie. It's Canadian made. So you have this kind of whole uh, Canadians are the scariest. Yes, they are. But the whole the whole place uh, in the 70s, it's they take you back to this kind of crazy computer room where they go and try to trace the call. It looks like. <laughs> it's it's bizarre but that's i don't know if they thing. shot an actual that's, kind of uh that, that's a computer room or not or if they made something because <laughs> it's it, it looks like nothing ever seen before but um like i said really good thriller um really great ending as opposed to eyes wide shut uh black hey, is my number with that ending it's <laughs> joseph's <laughs> wife doesn't like it well but uh and she's whole, an avid listener as we all know there we so go she's so we, be gotta very keep, we, gotta, we gotta get more getting ready for listeners. the apology letter Email us <laughs> Thanks, so we gotta keep them happy so <laughs> watch black christmas the ending is pretty satisfying so there's my number uh four pick. i i feel the suggestion that nicole kidman had at the end of eyes wide shut eat more potato uh, soup <laughs> uh eating potato soup man yes give me <laughs> right. give me the spoon you know? let's go <laughs> speaking of potatoes let's go to number three we'll take a short break what's your number three potato scene joseph uh french fried potatoes oh, <laughs> uh, you got any I'm french fried about, potatoes in there <laughs> i got 1996 sling blade uh and the best thing about this the reason why i have it is number three is okay everyone sort of does that meme because it's very you know his his mm. Mm. Yeah, his his accent, if you will, I don't know what you would call it. You know, when I like he says the way things, you talk. I like the, the way you talk. <laughs> but the best part is the scene where he is eating his French fried potatoes, uh, <laughs> while uh, gosh, what what what's uh, what's the psych psychiatrist's name or the the counselor's name? Uh, who am I thinking? Three's Company. Uh, John, John Ritter. Ritter. John I Ritter. thought he was eating. I thought the potatoes he was eating the Jim Jarmusch scene. I thought when he's eating, is he, oh he's eating. Okay, because he's talking yeah, about John Ritter is, is coming out times. basically talking about how difficult it is being a homosexual in a small town. <laughs> really, if you potatoes. just watch, he's just eating those potatoes like 
he's just completely oblivious. He's totally about his French fried potatoes. <laughs> so that's why I have it as my number three. I got confused. Sling I thought he was eating. I thought he was eating the potted meat right. in that part because he was like, they got peckers yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, George, what is your number three? This I'm going to take us to the world of computer animation with Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head from the story, uh, Toy Story franchise. So Don Rickles uh, and Pixar made this kind of lovable, irritable uh, character out of the old Hasbro toy. Um, and, you know, it's just it's great. Actually, there was a bump after this came out. Um, and now he's got his own Macy's Thanksgiving day parade balloon, you know, but, uh, I think my favorite moment is, oh, honey, don't forget to pack your angry eyes, you know, that's right. That's that, right. Uh, you know, in case you're going off and something you disagree with happens, you you're prepared, you know? So Mr. Mrs. Potato head. All right. Uh, my number three was to, uh, explained in detail on this show, and I believe it was either a guilty pleasures episode, but it's from 1981 kill or be killed is a karate movie featuring James Ryan in the plot. We talked about this on a previous show. Uh, the uh, doctor in the movie, Horatio Kane, whose daughter's name is candy cane is kidnapped because he actually discovers a deadly drug trying to get energy from a potato. Uh, <laughs> the, so, yeah, the seventh grade science project. So my is- <laughs> favorite scene is the complete ripoff of the Bruce Lee uh, debriefing scene complete with projector like Bruce Lee with the film kind of reflecting off James Ryan's face as they're saying with straight faces uh, this whole story about how the potato led to the drug thing and uh, and they say the English guy with a straight face is potato fuel has more advantages than fossil fuel. <laughs> <laughs> and the setup that Marduk the villain will use potatoes for evil if he doesn't take the mission. So <laughs> my number three is the debriefing how potatoes can destroy the world scene from killer be killed from 1981. Yep. There we go. It could happen. It could happen on to break time. Caitlin presents seagulls at Galveston Bay. Well, let's give a listen. Yeah, that's that's not it, y'all. Try again. Not that I don't like that. Bust out the Alka Seltzers. (laughs) Here's some French fries. Hitchcock film. <laughs> Looks like I picked the wrong day to wash my car. 
Oh, Joseph has a loaf of bread. Don't know. That's not white out on your pants. Jim, was it you or was it me that wore the great hat, damn seagulls? That's it. I wore da- no, I I did, but I think maybe you. Yeah, you wrote you wore. I caught crabs. At, I'm Port right. Francis. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. Oh, <laughs> Wait, Perfect, what? Uh, no. Little holiday uh, thing there, seagulls. When I think of seagulls, I think of holidays. So, okay, very nice. <laughs> All right, speaking of holidays, let's go back to it. Uh, best uh, Christmas movies that didn't play, that don't feel feature the holidays or dark Christmas movies. I'm confused at this point. So let's go ahead and go with number three, Joseph. Uh, 1994's The Ref. Uh, oh, comes this in. This one. this is a black comedy again, you know, uh, and it features uh, Dennis Leary as this this robber, basically that happens to rob, uh, get involved with probably the worst couple uh, yes. to get involved with, Judy Davis and Kevin Spacey, who hate yes. each other. They're going marriage counseling, and uh, basically. They are so awful to each other and everyone around them that no one likes them. So it goes through this whole thing that he actually becomes somewhat of a hostage uh, because he's trying not to get caught. He gets caught, you know, this whole thing. Let's just put it this way. The way it ends that, you know, when the police come in and they rescue and all that, the police are repulsed by this couple because they're so bitter and all that. It's one of those things, either you like this type of comedy or you hate it because the characters are so nasty in it. So uh, the ref, it's, it's, it, again, it takes place on Christmas Eve. So there's the theme. <laughs> and did right. this come out before or after War of the Roses? After, I think it's 94 Roses is yeah. 88. Because yeah, it has yeah. that same kind of vibe from the Danny DeVito movie. It does. Um, it, which I I like, I, you know, but uh, you're right. These people are despicable. So that that's a good one. All right. Number f- uh, three for you, George. That is going to be Reindeer Games. Uh, what? From, from 2000. You're joking. Uh, no, this is a, this is a movie. <laughs> it is so, a movie yeah i'm just just joking about your pick <laughs> i know this, is, it, the, this it, is coming from the guy that gave us daddy daycare yeah. so the, that the, wasn't that wasn't the movie that was the scene the, this is a little he's little giving us the, the whole movie and no, this, here, here the only good thing about this movie is it was used as a joke in in uh in uh role models when he called <laughs> when he called ben affleck reindeer games <laughs> well, I mean, paul rudd reindeer games <laughs> All right, Daddy Daycare. Uh, but Ben Affleck is <laughs> an, a, yours is the whole movie. I'm, oh boy, I'm okay. I started with something this. here. Yeah. yeah. So please, Charlie Theron said this movie's horrible, and she's in it. Uh, you know, I'm okay with it. I like the idea. He's an ex-con, and he assumes his cellmate's identity. Okay, and uh, they they rob a casino dressed as santa claus so this fulfills two of my bucket list things uh to dress as santa claus and to rob a casino so you know it's it's perfect for me but uh and as a as a a bonus you noticed uh, a couple of the characters ben affleck's his name is uh rudy oh for rudolph right (laughs) and then there's nick there's nick is the other guy so saint nick so uh (laughs) but i but i stand by it 
uh, I am not going to be movie shamed by you. Let's Charlie's the Ram. Joseph Ron threw some herself. shade. I might consider it, but you know, twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, uh, you're Mr. Jerry Lewis, so I just you know I'm okay with this. All right, all right. Twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't <laughs> it, matter. It deflects off of me, and it. Uh, yeah, you're right, Anna Miles. It just doesn't. And matter. I win too because Daddy, Day, Daddy Daycare, twenty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I beat you by two points. <laughs> wow! But wow. you know, I don't put a lot see. of stock in Rotten Tomatoes, though. Okay. Uh, so you've only mentioned it on the show millions of times, but uh, all right, we got you. Uh, my number three is a movie that George and I both agree. You on. haven't even made it through the Lord of the Rings, so you know, I'm just one of the that's, greatest. That's not. That's a, movies. That's not a dividing point. You know, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm. I'm part of the whole thing about the, the desert. <laughs> Don't know dystopia. Okay, All the right. whole the whole desert. George, I'm trying it. to give us a movie we both agree on. My number three is The Silent Partner from 1978. That, that is on, on my honorable mention. That yes. was on George's uh, list of guilty pleasures, where uh, Christopher Plummer plays a thief uh, yes. dressed as Santa Claus, um, and Elliot Gould takes his money. And Christopher Palmer finds out about it because he's a banker. He actually, he knows he uh, takes the money and hides the money, uh, you know, below the thing. And then Christopher Palmer is pretty much stalking him the whole movie, trying to oh, find yeah. this money. We have cuts his girlfriend's head off with a fish aquarium. It is Merry bizarre. Christmas. And <laughs> Christopher Palmer is very far away from sound of music in this, this movie. He attacks some girl in the steam room for like no reason at all. It's like very bizarre. The girl looks like she's about 14. I mean, this movie, this movie is just completely out there yeah uh, again uh, another another canadian uh canadians know how w when twisted the right way they they can they can get their evil on that's right so we have two yeah. canadian back-to-back -back, black christmas for me and the silent partner is number three all i can say is i've given you as best a synopsis as i can watch it cat and mouse craziness going on so if Elliot we ever Gould. have a show that has best escalator scene this is the <laughs> I, I love this movie it's so it it is very intense it, yeah. it is very and it's very weird because it did nothing at the box office it kind of just slid in there uh became a cult classic and now we're talking about it now so good silent partners mind number three on now to number two potato scene joseph uh I love the book. The movie was great. Uh, science is cool. I'm talking about 2015's The Martian. Oh. Uh, this is where, you know, Matt Damon plays a stranded astronaut. Uh, Mark Watley. Mark Watley, who, who, who has to figure things out and learn how to survive on Mars by himself. And what does he do, George, to... to, to Live. Well, he is a botanist, That's so right. he has to make the, the potatoes that they had for, this is my number one, the potatoes they had for Thanksgiving, for their Thanksgiving meal, he has to grow them, but in order to grow things, you have to have what? Fertilizer. Poop. poop. Yep. So. Yeah. And so he uses his poop as well as the poop from his, his fellow astronauts that, uh, you know. Mates that him. left him, yeah, that abandoned yeah. him and whatever. But uh, it's it's all about the potatoes. 
And the, yep. th- there's this great thing uh, where they talk about how like he he has colonized Mars because he's learned how to uh, perform agriculture. He's the, the first planet. farmer, and that yep. that is what uh, is considered a colonist. So uh, I love the the moment where he says uh, he, he he has to eat potatoes for like years. Okay, and uh, he starts flavoring them. He gets so tired of potatoes, starts flavoring them with Vicodin, uh, just to give it a different flavor. Uh, but this is my number one, Joseph, and kind of a fun fact when my daughter, uh, faith, uh, had her birthday a year later, we had a potato bar and, uh, and I put all these pictures, this massive potato bar. She's a, a vegetarian, uh, and so all of her friends for her, her sweet 16, big group of people, we had this huge potato bar and I had all these little cutouts that I had done of Mark Watley, uh, you know, throughout the display, uh, for this, this massive potato bar, but yeah, nice. my number one. So we know it makes the canister. Wow. Nice. Uh, George, what is your number two? Okay. I'm going to take you back kids to 1977 close encounters of the third kind, Richard Dreyfus. He plays Roy Neary, this, uh, it's in Indiana, I think. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. he's this, this lineman, uh, electric lineman who has a brief encounter with the UFO. They don't abduct him or anything, but on, on the roadside, he has a, an encounter and then he, he just becomes crazy obsessed with, with UFOs trying to figure out and searching for answers. And how can you not love this moment where he starts molding his mashed potatoes at the family table with uh, Terry Gar is his wife. The kids are in horror. He starts molding it into a tiny model of the Devil's Tower, which is a, um, I guess a, a mountain. Technically, I don't know if it's a mountain, but uh, this this thing in uh, is it in Indiana? Where is that New Mexico? I don't. No, know. yeah, they take that big trip to go find it. Remember with him and Melinda. I thought Dillon. it was. I thought it was South Dakota. Yeah, they, they, they take a I, big I honestly trip, don't yeah. know, but he leaves his he family to go keeping it, keeping it. And, uh, and the way Spielberg films it, it's very tight, close up on him. And then the camera pulls back and you see the family is just horrified. He's been acting weird, but this mashed potato that, that I think that is the final scene him with the family before he embarks on his journey. Cause he makes so, a whole uh, dirt pile in his, in the middle of his living room, you know, yeah, to, right. Yeah. Yeah. So George, uh, this is this is my number one. So oh. we switched on four and five and one and two. Look yeah, at it's, that! It's my number one too. I'll, I'll also it made that great parody closet cases of the nerd kind, yes. where you know every time he did that, he'd be like, "This means something," because that was the whole <laughs> yes. that was whole that was Spielberg's whole thing is this means something. So every time he made uh, it ended up being a pie in closet cases of the nerd kind. So which is available on YouTube. Maybe uh, Caitlin will put the link down for everybody. But Joseph, what do you want to add? Uh, no, I mean this 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 is it. This is Spielberg. You know giving us one of those iconic scenes, you know, that people identify when they think of close encounters, you know, they think of the the little tonal exchange and they think of this scene. So yeah. it's probably the most important potato scene you know, <laughs> in cinematic history. The most important. And it makes it in for us. Yes. Uh, my number two was, uh, was animal house. So I'm pretty much done with my list. I think we might, we all might be done at this point unless yeah. George has one. No, uh, I'm done. 
I did yep, have one five. honorable mention, but I didn't put it in because it was from a TV show. It's Welcome Back, Cotter. When Vinny Barbarino knows his report, he's one. He's going to do it on the French Five Phantom. And it's like, what's French <laughs> Five? You know, the Phantom. They had the Phantom back in the day. The Phantom. You know what Phantom? <laughs> oh, you mean the Famine? <laughs> yeah, nice, great stuff. Uh, on now to the number two Christmas movie without Christmas or dark Christmas movie. Joseph, what you got? A Die Hard. All right. That's my number two as well. And my number two is a movie that was so terrible. So the Johnson family hated it so much. Uh, Joseph got with his dad and said, hey, you want this DVD? You can get it from my dad because they hated the movie so much. Even though his dad, when I got the DVD from it, said he actually liked it. I'm talking about 2003's Bad Santa with uh, Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> reunited with John Ritter in this one, but it's completely different. Remember that Joseph? You're like, my parents yeah. bought the DVD, but my, my, my mom hates it so much. She wants to get it out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I went by your house and I picked it up to watch it. Is your mother not aware of the trash disposal? I mean, you can just, you can throw, they don't things want to throw away. it away. They bought it. Cause remember that there was a time when DVDs almost renting a DVD and buying a DVD were almost the same price. So people True. would just buy them. So right. uh, I think your parents just bought them, but I got it. And I actually enjoyed the movie because it is so over the top, including my favorite scene is when uh, John Ritter and Bernie Mac is in it too. He's the, the investigator to see what's going on with the store being robbed. And John Ritter is the store manager. This is his final film or one of his final film appearances, but he's trying to tell Bernie Mac that basically Billy Bob Thornton is in the dressing room with women and he's doing them up somewhere. <laughs> and it's just so vile. John Ritter cannot get the, the words out. <laughs> yeah, I like real... him bright fried potato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen in that movie. But uh, <laughs> at the end, it ends up being pretty sweet, uh, a sweet little story to it, even though you have to go through a bunch of dirtiness and foulness. And it lives up to its name, Bad Santa. It's definitely a excursion uh, way, way, way beyond those super sappy holiday movies. It's Billy Bob Thornton. They made a sequel. I never saw the sequel, but I did enjoy the original. Bad Santa is my number two. All right. So we're going to finish our number ones on this list since we finished the potatoes already. Uh, Joseph, what you got? Uh, I think everyone's going to have the same. Uh, 1984, the Gremlins are Gremlins, I should say. I don't have that one. You don't, don't have, have that one? That. No. What? Gremlins? Y'all don't have Gremlins? What no. Heck. Okay, Gremlins I'm putting <laughs> on there. Jeez. Wow. Like, I think that this one is, you know, to your point, George, this could have been a Halloween uh, yeah. film, you know, because it's scary and all that. It just has Christmas in the background. But what's the best part of it is that. You know, you're watching it and you're like, oh, it's, it's sort of scary, but it's a little bit goofy as well. The best part, though, is Phoebe Cates' uh, tragic soliloquy. No, no, it's not soliloquy, but she, she's going off on saying how her dad died. Do y'all remember how her dad died? It was supposed to be really sad that her dad decided when they were real little to climb down the chimney uh, to surprise him and pretend like he was Santa. So he dressed up and he got stuck in the chimney and died. It was like such an absurd story that they actually made fun of it in the, uh, in the sequel of it. Uh, so anyways, uh, this is great fun. 
I think it is a family film uh, where little kids, they can get spooked by it. Adults can laugh at it. Uh, Gremlins, 1984. Cannot believe it's not your number one. Go ahead. <laughs> George, what's your number <laughs> one? I know about this movie, but I've never seen this movie. What? Yeah. You need I to just, watch it if, even for Gremlins 2, the next batch, because they, they really kind of... Uh, I just didn't have any interest in it. Or Gremlins uh, too. They, it's just, it's weird. It's like a movie within a movie within a movie. Key, Key and Pill do this wonderful, wonderful uh, skit on Gremlins too. Have you ever seen that, Jim? No, no. I need, I need to see it. I've heard about it though. Where they literally like they, they, they sort of have this conference of like, hey, Gremlins was a really good movie. So it's like all these movie execs, and they have sort of this roundtable of ideas that they can do for the sequel and they're doing it. It sounds so absurd. And they're flashing at the bottom. They're like, all of this was actually, actually in, the movie. in the movie. Yeah. It really it's turned brilliant. The it's brilliant sure. because it yeah. just shows you how ridiculous the sequel was, but yeah. sorry, go ahead, George. What's your number what, two was uh Spielberg involved in the second one. I'm not no. sure. Yeah. I think you, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I he know it, it was, it, it was Joe Dante it. again. He was the same director. Joe Dante, yeah, who did it, but uh, well, right, George, one number one year after, or I'd rather before Die Hard, so a year before, uh, Officer Martin Riggs was partnered up with the reluctant detective, uh, Roger Mur Murtaugh, uh, during the holiday season of this blockbuster, Lethal Weapon, and sure. It's a movie about heroin smuggling and drug trafficking rings and special for forces. There's torture. Uh, Mel Gibson's a suicidal cop, but at its heart, it's just an old Christmas movie, right? Because there's a shootout at a, tr a Christmas tree farm. Have, you know, where do you get that? Uh, and then there's <laughs> this climactic Gary Busey, Mel Gibson fist fight that takes place on the front lawn of this uh holiday decorated house uh and all the little christmas lights around it but that is my number one lethal weapon the original lethal weapon nice i'm gonna read you the synopsis from imdb for my number one no mention of christmas ready an angel is sent from heaven to help a desperately frustrated businessman by uh, showing what life would be if it he had never existed it's a wonderful life that's right yeah. I mean, Christmas is in the background of this movie and it ends a nice little uh, thing at the end, but the movie is pretty much going through his entire life and see where he went right and where he went wrong and, and how many people he influenced in his life. So, I mean, this takes place at Christmas, maybe for like one scene. <laughs> you have that whole scene where they're buying their house. It's in the summertime. But uh, the whole thing with the It's a Wonderful Life is it could have been done at any time. Yeah. And I believe that uh, it I is a very it's dark a story. Life year year round. For 1946, you have a story about suicide, <laughs> about to you kill himself, and then we find out, you know, how his life would have been. And this is the one that started. You know, every sitcom has copied this pattern. Everybody has done copies of this. But uh, my number one, it's, it's a wonderful life, a very dark Christmas movie that ends up being, you know, you getting a great payoff in the end. So yeah. that is my number one. Uh, movie set See, during I, the I, I didn't put this one in because I, I, in fact, in all honesty, I'm not kidding. You, I watched it yesterday because I watch it at least at least three times every year, uh, and I, I associate so much with Christmas that I wasn't even thinking that way because 
I do think of Christmas, you know, uh, this and Christmas Vacation uh, are two movies that I watch all the time and all that. It's a wonderful movie. I can't say anything wrong with it. It's a great movie. And then you have the whole bells ringing at the end with the Christmas thing. But as far as far as if you look at the movie as a whole, it doesn't really, you know, Christmas is happening in the background, but it can happen pretty much in any time. So like the desert scene from uh, Indiana Jones, Uh, go to our episode about scenes in the desert for that one. Uh, So, okay. Now we have any honorable mentions from you guys. I had only thing I had was uh, surviving Christmas, which was the uh, Ben Affleck. The only reason I like that movie is I I like James Gandolfini's uh, performance in it as the guy who reluctantly takes in uh, Ben Affleck to take, he pays them to be part of the Christmas because he missed Christmas as a kid. It's a, it's a John Grisham novel. They actually turned into a movie and also uh, office Christmas party. <laughs> it's the Christmas is going on in the background, but they have so many storylines interweaving with different things going on that I found it very entertaining. So any uh, honorable mentions uh, for you guys, for me, 2008's in Bruges uh, yes. takes place during Christmas time, but really has nothing to do with the holiday. Uh, it's about, you know, a, uh, Assassins. Two two assassins where the latest job has gone wrong and it forces them to sort of turn on one another, a sense of loyalty. Uh, it's one of my favorite films, really. It's a great, great film. Uh, That's on my honorable mention, as well as Silent Partner. Um, the reason I didn't put Silent Partner on, on my list uh, was because the great movie Reindeer Games. Uh, but <laughs> I don't think silent partner would work without it being Christmas because uh, Christopher Plummer dresses up as Santa. Well, um, I think we have two topics going on here. I think we have the Christmas and then we also have dark Christmas movies. So I think we're both kind of <laughs> throwing uh, some stuff at the wall. It's, here, it's so amazing with this list. We can analyze it later, but literally we only have one one commonality where we all three agree die hard yeah. so whatever list we're looking at die hard yeah. definitely makes it like a guy, yeah. a guy, i don't know how it got discombobulated but i think we started off as uh movies about christmas with no spirit and then we went to movies with christmas in the background and we came back and said dark christmas movies so yeah, I kind of reflected everything in my list to try to fit all those <laughs> categories. <laughs> Have something land. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Um, we've got the, uh, oh, wait, I'm getting a signal from Tom. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Eager to, to get this wrapped up about this Christmas movie stuff, but uh, it's time for apologies. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. So this comes from Glenn Hill. Uh, he's talking about episode 44, uh, 144, uh, sorry. Oh, 144. I was going to say, geez. Uh, yeah. How did uh, you 144. The- <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I guess he's, he, he's a big car guy and he's like, oh, he goes after you, George. He says, oh, really, wow. George, <laughs> of all your suggestions, you couldn't say spark plug. Uh, he's like, this is a basic. Oh, this is the O'Reilly. Uh, yeah, O'Reilly. the O'Reilly thing where we had to pick auto parts, and uh, he's like, it's a, it's a common, it's a common and easy. Uh, you know what's auto. funny about that is <laughs> that I went. This is the truth. Within the last three months, I went to O'Reilly, and that's what I got was a spark plug. <laughs> 
that's perfect. Something under the hood was like leaking oil onto the spark plug. So I had to uh, replace the spark plug. And when I say I had to, uh, I held the flashlight and the guy from O'Reilly Auto Parts and my <laughs> wife uh, changed the spark plug. And I'm just there with my phone <laughs> trying to not get in their way. But uh, well, Glenn, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take that, Glenn. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> yeah, Glenn, You're we're right. sorry. We suck. You know what? So I will own this one, Glenn. I suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> I suck. Uh, it's like, did he ever look into a car? <laughs> I, Open the hood. You know, to me, without my wife, my wife owns all the tools. Uh, if if the car breaks down, if if I wasn't married to her, I would just walk away from it. It's like, well, time to get another car. I tried. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm riding a bike. <laughs> what kind of car do you like, George? The blue one. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth. I don't have, when we go to the dealership, it drives the car dealers crazy because they can't figure out my hot button because I don't have one. <laughs> Jim, what is my requirement of, of my car? Just to get you from point A to B. Does it haul my gear? Does it haul my band yes, gear? Yes, yes. Is it big enough? Will it haul it? That's all I care about. I don't, you know, so. I remember George uh, called me. His car was smoking. He's like, well, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> You know, no, not even to look at it. He's like, it's over. My car's smoking. It's out. I'm done. We, it was the night of a gig. This is a true story. This, this was actually just a few months ago. Uh, but a fan who drove a truck who was planning on seeing us at the gig that night came and picked up my equipment and put it in his truck and, uh, and took me to the event. And, uh, we, we started about 15 minutes late, but, uh, we started, uh yeah. loved it so much, uh, that, uh, we let him finish out the night playing guitar with us. Uh, yeah. so thank <laughs> wow. you, Dan branch. Uh, you know, <laughs> there we all go, right. So. so let's get to work boys. Uh, um, let, let's do the potatoes. Yeah. We're, we got four down. It's might as well go that with uh sea osage party though. That uh, might be, have to be fixed, but, okay. uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not changing it. Uh, okay. I do have one uh, runner up. I do uh, too. Oh, go ahead, Joseph. I think we have the same of it. Let's see. Gremlins. Potatoes, boil them, mash them, stick them in stew, lovely big old chips That's with a it. nice piece of fried fish. Right. What is it, Jim? Yeah. I don't know. Here, oh, how about potatoes. this? Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. That help? No. That's right, Jim. Lord of the Lord Rings. Of the Rings. The, uh, Fellowship of the Ring, right? The first one. Uh, it is not Fellowship the two, of the Ring. The, the two, two towers. towers. Yes. The Return of the King. <laughs> yep. the, the Return of the, the king. Potato. If the King is back. Now he has three hours of movie. <laughs> the only reason why it makes the only reason why it didn't make my list is because you don't actually see the potatoes. They yes, talk about yes. them, but you don't see them. So that's right. Good honorable mention. They talk about eleven uh, Z's and second breakfasts, but yeah, you you don't actually see that happening. Uh, so here's what we've got: the Animal House, um, the Zit scene that makes it in, Sausage Party spelled correctly uh, makes it in. Close Encounters of the of the Third Kind, another three-way tie there. The Martian with Mark Watney, uh, Watney, pardon me. What we have to choose from is Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head from Toy Story, A Fish Called Wanda, where you have French fries up your nose, Daddy Daycare uh, with the potato salad, which probably isn't going to make it because of the reindeer games comment, uh, 
sling blade <laughs> and killer be killed potato energy which i'm joseph i'm for for that honestly because that is the most ridiculous <laughs> this movie potato. has made two lists if we put it on <laughs> and it's a terrible movie it, it, is, is, sausage, ter- it is the sausage cheese balls of uh, 2020 <laughs> it, it is the are we it's doing ter- it we're we doing it guys it's going in um, yes god help us we're doing it all right <laughs> there we go so well, you know what he killed the martian Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Sausage Party, Animal House. That we can is put a potato. link to the whole movie, too. It's available on YouTube, Kill or Be Killed. So if you can want to watch it all. That, Tom? Tom is saying no. Katie says yes. I don't know. Okay. Maybe it'll be out there. I don't know. But by the time you listen to this podcast, Tom and Caitlin will have figured out if it's out there or not. Uh, moving to... Movies set during the holidays, but not actually featuring the holidays, dark Christmas movie, holiday horror, whatever. Um, <laughs> we only have one match, uh, Die Hard, but it's a three-way match. So Die Hard, once again, very solid in the minds of Crispy Coated Robots. What we have to choose from, Trading Places, Eyes Wide Shut, Reindeer Games, Lethal Weapon, Mixed Nuts, The Night Before, Black Christmas, The Ref, Silent Partner, Bad Santa, Gremlins, It's a Wonderful Life. Um, I really, I was a fan of the ref. I did have that VHS back in the day. It was, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I, you know, that, and also liked uh, uh, Trading Places. Uh, George, for I for, completely forgot about that. One. I really want to put Silent Partner in. Uh, that's uh, a good one. So Joseph hasn't seen it, but you I haven't have. seen it, but yeah, that's fine. Joseph. You, you really d- do yourself a favor, find this, watch it. <laughs> it is, it is really intense. It's well done. And it never, it didn't even show up on the radar at, at movies. Uh, so, but good stuff. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think we have to put, it's a wonderful life in for the reasons stated, right? Y'all yeah. Agree? yeah. Yeah. Suicide and darkness. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, I'm I'm good. The only, I mean, well, you can pick the other two, but I'm trading places. I thought was a good selection. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like okay. trading places. All right, yeah. so we need yeah. one more. Uh, if we're not going to go with Gremlins because George <laughs> hasn't seen it. I have. I did like Gremlins. Actually, I thought it was no. But that's okay. I mean, we're putting Silent Partner in there. It wasn't. It was an original story too. So I mean, it was like you know, I I thought it was pretty good. Hoyt Axton's in it too. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. Any movie with Hoyt Axton and Polly Holiday gets my vote. (laughs) Not playing Gremlins. Let's play Gremlins. All right. So there we go. We end up with Trading Places, Die Hard, Silent Partner, Gremlins. It's a Wonderful Life. Wow. That is a weird, weird list. That is, yes. <laughs> it's a weird, weird topic. So, and second show, if you're keeping score at home, this is the second show to feature Kill or Be Killed. Good We're lord. We're going to try to get it in another third show. <laughs> best, hey, that, best martial artist besides Bruce Lee, James Ryan, you might have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Uh, good wow, luck, Nice. Nice, All guys. Right. So, yeah, crispycoderobots.com is where you need to go for all our information, our podcast, our album review show, also merchandise for the holiday season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah get your get your merchandise, get your shirts, get your fanny packs, get your uh, socks, 
all the great stuff. And if, and if you order today, you are guaranteed if you order at the listening of this podcast, uh, to get it. Yeah. Guaranteed <laughs> delivery by, by Christmas. No, just the, that you'll get it to, to eventually get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. So, all right. <laughs> I, yeah, Tom, Tom's doing that. So who knows when you'll get it. All right. So let's uh, go ahead and shoot this thing up and we'll get our shovels out as we dig it into the ground for some reason. And George, go ahead with your final words. Remember, there's always. <laughs> Remember, there's always two more French fried potatoes. <laughs> or is there? <laughs> or is there? Yes. <laughs>